What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 47.2. And uh, we are continuing and finishing The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. And uh, today I have with my co-host, Matthew Quinn. Hello. So, yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many how many hours would you put into this uh actually i was just looking at that i think it was 26 right i honestly don't know how many hours i put in this game i'm to a point now where i wish either a i need to make sure that a game has an in-game clock that shows me how much i've put into it or b i need to start timing that shit yeah, I've been sort of OCD for years on it, and I still record everything with Raptor.com. Yeah. So I, you know, and, and they, a couple of years back, they expanded the options, so you can, they have down to 15-minute increments. Yeah. So I, I just record all my playtime on there. I'm just trying to imagine a nice, I, I could probably just use like a stopwatch or something on my on my phone or something like that. But yeah, I have, I honestly have no clue as to how many hours I put in this game. I don't even, I don't think I put 20 hours into it. I didn't die that much. Although I did a lot of side quests in chapter one before I decided to get closer to mainstreaming the game. I mainstreamed this entire game for the most part. I don't know why. I think because I was slightly disinterested. I wasn't disinterested in the story, but I was most certainly disinterested with the combat. And I was just like, ah, since the combat's not challenging, and that, you know, I know that's probably my fault because I put it on easy, I was just like, I don't care about exploring that much because I, I, it, when I explore in an RPG, I'm either A, trying to get better loot. Or B, I'm trying to level up. And I don't need to do any of those things in this game. Because I'm playing on easy. Yeah, that's true. Although, I kind of came at it from the opposite direction. I said, hey, since I'm playing it on easy this time, I can blow through a side quest in like 15 minutes. I'm not going to die eight times. I don't have to worry about getting stressed out. I can just do this whole side quest and then come back to my regular story and I won't really have missed a beat. That's true. I was more inclined to do a side quest. I'm like, "Ah, I'll go take down a troll. I'll feel like a badass and it'll be super easy because I'm playing on easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This this game was weird for me. I like the story, but everything else about it, I was just like, "Eh, it's all right. Yeah. My weird overall impression now that we finished the game is that the Witcher universe and Geralt's story within it are both these epic, epic tales. And this game seems like such a tiny slice. Yeah. Like the first game seemed like it was a meaty part of his life. And this just seems like a tiny bit more of that life. And some of that I think is because of your your options to pick who you, who you go with. So we didn't get to see all the game on one playthrough. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like this was just a, a, a tiny little stopgap in between one and three. That's kind of how I feel, to be honest with you. I just, I don't know. It feels like 
it feels like this game took place in the span of like a week, week and a half. When probably it was a span of a month, maybe. I don't know how long it was in game. Like, you know, according to the lore. But I don't know. It's weird. I'll tell you what I did do today, though, was plop the Witcher 1 book in my Amazon cart and buy it. Oh, well, there you go. Six bucks. I I was shocked. I was looking up something on this game, and for some reason, when I when I imagine this game series, and then knowing that there's a book series, I expect these two things to be wholly different. But Triss and Dandelion, a lot of the characters that I'm starting to get familiar with and comfortable with, yeah. are in the books as well. Well, you know these these this game series takes place after the books. Yeah. So I'm having like like I said in my theory of what may happen is um you know the whole him getting his memories back all that stuff happened in the books. That's why he knows who Yennefer is cuz Yennefer's probably in the books and Triss and all of them they all know each other from before Geralt lost his memory which all happened in the books. Yeah, and I think that's a really crazy way to tie it together like for example the dark tower when you get the entire flashback book those characters aren't really in his life anymore yeah so in my you know the way i feel about this type of story is something like knights of the old republic to regular star wars like here's the lore of the universe maybe even Geralt because he's 100 years old but that doesn't have any bearing on what you're doing now this is a different story but the weird thing about The Witcher is it's not a different story. It's all one story. Yeah. Which I find fascinating. And I decided today, I was like, I, I need to read this book. It's a lot like um, Dragon Age in that sense. Where when you first boot up Dragon Age Origins, and when you start exploring that world, the shit's really fleshed out. You know, they, they're talking about stuff that happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but the shit's still relevant. You know? Yeah, and like that's the thing is I've always said about Bioware and 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 their games in general, especially particularly with like Dragon Age and Mass Effect, they have these worlds that feel like there's already been like a book series written about them, and there's they're just expanding on it with video games. Uh, and The Witcher is <laughs> The Witcher is essentially that <laughs> in real life. But yeah, so um, to Chapter three. Uh, Actually, before we get to chapter three, uh-huh. I still had to play the end of chapter two. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were some pretty big bombshells. I mean, I was essentially at the end. I was in that eternal battle, and I was on the fight where you fight the Drog, the really big guy with the shield. Uh huh. Ooh, that guy wasn't terribly hard, but I probably never would have gotten past him on normal. No, he was kind of a dick. Kind yeah, of a cheap, cheap dick. Yeah. Uh, but so after I finished that, there's still some pretty big story bits. Uh, you very quickly find out that Hensel is gonna attack Vergen. Yeah. Leading his armies to Vergen. And oh, by the way, Saskia, who I've been backing the whole time, is a dragon. In human form. And I'm like, holy shit. She is a dragon. She basically... Me and Saskia went into some caves... And 
I was about to die, and she turned into a dragon to save my life. What? Yeah, turned into a big, badass dragon, saves my life, and then says, yeah, don't tell anybody about that because I don't think they'll want me to be the ruler if they know that I'm not a human. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I have no idea. I do. I did not see that any. Yeah, Sasuke, oh, just is a dragon. And then we learned some other really strong story bits when I get back. So um, I think after after that bit where I'm doing that little excursion with her, then I come back and I'm fighting alongside some dwarves and we're, tra- we're trying to trap Hensel. And we, you know, we win these battles. You get some rooftop battles and I have to go close the gate to cut off the retreat. And then I think after the battle, I head back to Philippa's apartment house. Yeah. And she's disappearing with Saskia. And there's some some dissent, like what's going on? Maybe we should check her house. And then we stumble upon a book that she's left open, which has the cure for the poison. So if you remember, Saskia was poisoned essentially all of chapter two. And most of what I was doing in chapter two was finding all the components to cure her. Right. Well, as we're looking through that book, it turns out one of the ingredients that Philippa had me go get was not part of the cure. And that was the Rose of Remembrance. So a, the only reason Saskia survived the poisoning was because she was a dragon. And B, the Rose of Remembrance was like the last part of the healing spell that Philippa used to heal Saskia. And it didn't actually heal her. All the other components I got healed Saskia. The Rose of Remembrance basically put Saskia under Philippa's control. She basically mind-controlled her. Oh. Shit. So... She just left with Saskia, even though, like, Saskia's now, like, her slave, and she's a dragon. I'm like, well, that's not good. <laughs> now Philippa's controlling a dragon lady. And then, basically, we're like, well, we need to follow them, and they were going to lock, lock Muin, and also that's where Triss is, so Sally Forth, my friends, let's go to Lock Muin. So that's basically the, all, a bunch of big reveals right at the end of Chapter 2. Yeah, shit, I didn't even know. Yeah. So um, so you're still with Yorvith. Yeah, I'm still with Yorvith, although he doesn't really do much in Chapter 3. I, um, Roach does a good amount in my, in my chapter. So, I mean, well, well continue on. You, you can go ahead and run through yours if you want to, since we're already on it. So chap- Chapter 3 for me was fairly short. I think some of the big decisions I made were when I get to Lakmuin, I'm trying to break into the city and I'm basically my, my options are to get arrested and put down in the dungeon where Philippa is or go through the sewers to get to her. And so apparently why is Philippa in a dungeon? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. I think it's because, uh, what's his name? 
some the guy that is in charge there. So she's basically there to meet with all the mages. Yeah. Because the mages are having their convention there. <laughs> yeah, uh, the lodge. Yeah, the lodge. So Radovid. Radovid? I don't know what his role is or what his position is. He basically threw her in jail. Uh-huh. Um, so, basically, I find her down there. I decided to go through the sewers because if you get arrested, apparently you lose all of your weapons and you don't get them back. Okay. So, I'm not going to get arrested by some scrubs. I'm going to fight my way down there. <laughs> so, the sewers actually were a lot like the sewers in Witcher 1, except much shorter. Okay. Which was, which was a blessing. Uh, so, I find Philippa there. And she's like, let me out. And I say, hell no. What did you do with Sasuke? And I think I think that's where she basically explains that she's not really mind controlling her. She just is easily influenced, which you know I think she's splitting hairs a bit. But basically, the only real decision I made after, like, I, so I let her live, and then I decide to go find Triss. Because I have the option to go, I think, look for some of the other mages, and I say, fuck it, I'm not doing any of this stuff, I'm going to go find Triss. And she's been brought back to human form. Mm -hmm. And there's not really a lot more that I do before... Uh, before we get to essentially the the mage summit, where was Triss? Triss was also in jail, I believe. Was she with the Nilf Guardians? Don't think so. Okay, this might just be my game then. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't really remember what happened in a lot of it. I know that. Well, I know you beat it, what, Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. So, basically the mages, there's a lot of talk about who was really trying to do what. So there, you know, I, I don't do, I feel like I didn't do a whole lot in chapter three, but a lot of the revelations as to who was behind what was revealed at sort of this lodge meeting. Yeah. And essentially you find out that the mages, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically the mages wanted to destabilize the government so that they could set up this lodge as its own like governing body. That's not under any King's rule. Yeah. And they had Letho go kill some kings, which was in line with what the South wanted, because if the Northern kings were dead, then it would be easier for the South to invade, as well as it would be easier for the mages to escape the king's control. Okay. 
I'll tell you what, let, I, I want to stop you right there. And I'm going to meet up with you because I'm going to talk about what I did. So what happened with me was that Roach and I showed up in the town. And the, not only are well, the mages are doing their own thing. Like they're, they're, they're obviously sneakily trying to get everybody together. Uh, but at the same time, all of the Northern kingdoms are coming together because they're trying to figure out a few things like, you know, how are we going to, how, like so many Kings have been killed and you know, there's, there's chaos everywhere. We're trying to get order going on. So we go in, um, and there's different camps. There's like a camp for, um, the, the Kidwinnies. There's a camp for, uh, Foltest guys. I can't remember what, what was, what was the name of Tamaria? Yep. Um, and then there's, there's a, another camp for the Nifgardians are here too. Yeah. They had Triss locked up. Yeah. In the camp. Yeah. That's, that's where I found Triss. Uh, before I did that though, we have to, I, I'm, I'm tasked with trying to find where they're keeping King Foltis bastard children. Um, because we think that they're in the city. Uh, and we, we get some, inf- we gather some information between these two guys. One of them's a baron while the other one is like another kind of like high figurehead in the Tamarian side. Uh, and those two guys can be blamed for it. Uh, basically what happened was they had a caravan. Uh, we learned this through one of Roach's, um, associates, a woman who was hired by Roach to guard the children. Uh, and, uh, she was in the caravan, the caravan, uh, changed course because they received a letter. Um, and, uh, when they changed course, they got ambushed and, uh, the, the children were taken. She tells us this after helping her, she wants to get out of the city because people are looking for her. Um, and then she tells us this, uh, we, uh, then see that she gives us a letter the letter is written by that Baron who was wanting us to find out where the kids are. And we're like, well, you wrote this letter saying for you, for us to, for the caravan to redirect their course. What the fuck? He's like, I didn't write that letter. That's a forgery. So then we go on this little side quest to try and see if it's a forgery or not. And have to mix a bunch of potions and stuff to see and try different inks. Uh, kind of found out it was a forgery. He was telling the truth. And, uh, then we go and find out the other figurehead, kind of find out he was the one that was behind a lot of this stuff. He's a traitor. Um, so I, I convicted him. He got arrested. Uh, but we find out a couple things. One, uh, full tests son was actually killed during the, uh, the ambush. Oh, the, shit. So there's one left. There's the daughter is left. She is, she is still alive. Um, at that point, we get to split up. We choose what we want to do. Go with Roach to find, try and find the royal kid, or I need to go find my girlfriend, Triss. I decided to go find my girlfriend. Yep, me too. So that's when we went over to the Nilfgaardian camp. 
Um, and they were like, what the fuck are you doing here, Witcher? And I pulled out my sword and I'm going to cut everybody's head off. And I did. Um, they can't stand a chance on easy. Uh, and then I, I got, um, I got, um, Triss and then she, she kind of tells me about the lodge and what the mages are trying to do. Um, and, uh, she's like, I, I'm not part of this. I'm trying, I was, I was, they asked me to be part of the lodge, but then I questioned them. They kicked me out and I'm coming here trying to stop them or, or so we need to stop them. And, uh, that's when we decide to go to the, the amphitheater to basically stop the, the meeting, the meeting that they're having. Yeah. The summit of mages. Um, well, see, this wasn't really just a summit of mages. This was more like a summit of all the kingdoms, because all the kingdom guys were there too. Um, and that's where I run into uh, Sile or Sheila. She's there. Um, and that's when I, you know, me and Tris are like, uh, "You're an asshole," and uh, you. Uh, you hired Letho to kill a bunch of people. And then that's when she summons a nice big dragon for us to fight. <laughs> At least that's what happens with me. Which was Saskia. It was Saskia. I see. I didn't even yeah. know that. See, I never, I never knew. I thought she just controlled a dragon. And we, like I chase her up a tower. Yep. Um, and then she's getting ready to teleport. And then we have the option to pull out this, uh, diamond that is, uh, that is imperfect. Cause if she, if she stays in the portal, it'll kill her. But if we pull the diamond out, what'd you do? I pulled the diamond out. Yeah, I did too. So I, 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 I for some reason, I didn't know it was going to be like this instant decision. She either lives or dies. I thought it was going to be like, I'll save her and then I'll kill her like in a fight. But no, she just teleports away. Yeah. Um, and then I fight the dragon. Did you fight the dragon? Yep. Yeah, I had to fight her. Okay. So I didn't know it was her. I just thought it was a dragon. Um, that was kind of fucking epic. Um, because you know, like, the, the fight itself was stupid. I mean, because it's not easy. I just chopped its head a bunch of times until the cutscene started. But the cutscene was actually really cool. Or he's like fucking riding it and then goes off into the woods and then it fucking gets impaled by a gigantic log. Yeah. Yeah, and then it asks you if you want to kill it. I, I Witcher's gonna witch, man. I fucking killed it. Killed Saskia? I didn't know it was Saskia. Oh shit. And so I was like, yeah, let's kill this fucking thing. Because I was like, it's under her control because she told us before she teleported away. She's like, yeah, the dragons, it's under our control. And, uh, uh, we didn't, we weren't we, like, it's the same dragon that attacked at the very beginning of the game. And she, or at least that's what she said. She said, we didn't control with them, but then we found a way to control it is what she said. Yeah. And, apparently the other option is you can cure Saskia. Well, see, it just let me like, don't kill it or kill it. And I was just like, kill it. Cause right. it's some, it's it either because I left 
Philippa down in the sewer dungeon. Uh huh. If I had let her out, I think she would have given me something that I could have used to cure Saskia. I never ran into Philippa. Period. Uh, see, that's who I was primarily chasing because I knew that she was controlling Saskia. Gotcha. So see, was, I, that was, I think that was my alternative to your quest with the children. Yeah, trying to find the kids. Yeah. See, I like see, I, I didn't see Roach much up until the very end there. Yeah, same thing. I didn't see Yorvith really at all until the end. So, uh, but yeah. I, I killed uh, Saskia, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I sort of left her impaled and I did not kill her. So and what then, happens? Does she fly away or what? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think she flies away. I think she gets herself off of the giant stake and then she just kind of limps away. Right. And then later on, I think I go back down to the circle and then I find the dagger. That I need, that I can use to cure her, but she's not there anymore. So I don't know, I don't know what the fate of Saskia is, but I, I, I did, I did as little damage to her as I could, although she's on the verge of death. Right. But during that time, while we're out there in the woods fighting with the dragon and stuff, um, Lockmween has kind of went into chaos. Um, everybody's kind of fighting everybody. Um, at the same time, I think I'm pretty sure the Nilfgaardians take over. I slaughtered them all in mine. Well, see, I, I killed a lot of them getting to Triss, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. So I, do you go back into town? Uh, yeah, at some point. I don't remember if it was here or the epilogue, though. Uh, yeah, it was the epilogue. Uh, yeah. when I, when I go back into town, uh, to look for Letho. Yep. Um, Triss is with me, and, uh, I run back into Roach, and Roach is there. He found the, uh, the royal daughter, and he's getting attacked by a bunch of guys, and we help him out, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna protect her. She's going to be the rightful heir, and uh, hopefully, the shit once the ship blows over, we can work on that. And then he he went he goes his own way, and then I go to meet Letho. Anything happen with you and Yorvith here? Uh, I don't think so. So you just basically just went and met with Letho. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of things were revealed here. Um, Letho's there. He's he's ready to, I don't know, talk it out or kill it out. I don't know. Uh, but we can ask him a fuckload of questions. <laughs> yep. And we do so. I do so at least. Um, so there's a few things we learn. One of them being that while he was asked by the mages to help kill the kings, he was actually secretly working for somebody else. He was working for the Nilfgaardians, the South. Yeah. He was there to start 
to ensue chaos, which he did successfully. The North. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he also shared with us a few other things as far as Yennefer goes. Um, they were able to rescue Yennefer. Um, and then they got separated, Geralt and Letho. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm guessing this is around the time that Geralt's getting chased by the, um, the wild hunt. And loses his memory. And Letho takes care of Yennefer. And then they kind of just... I think they drop her off somewhere. Or she separates. She she stays with the guys in Nilfgaard. Like the royal people in Nilfgaard, I think. Um, so that's where she is. Um, at the same time, this is when he becomes like a, a worker for the Nilfgaard kingdom. Letho. Uh, the whole mages um, getting together to form the lodge and take over parts of the north um, was all just a big ruse. That wasn't really actually happening. Or it was happening, but they were being used by both Letho and Nilfgaard. That was just a whole big you know, red herring. To throw everybody off. Everybody's worried about these mages rebelling and shit like that. When the Nuf Guardians are coming to take over. Which they do. Which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, the Wild Hunt. We find out what the Wild Hunt actually is. Um, they're not dead ghosts. They are. But it's weird. They're elves from another realm? Yeah, space elves. Yeah. They're from another dimension. And when they come over to our dimension, they appear as specters. But both Letho and Geralt have physically seen them in their real form. Geralt obviously doesn't remember it. But, I mean, he's starting to remember it now. It's coming back to him. And that's whenever they were trying to find Yennefer. And then when they found her, they, they fought a bunch of them. And they said they were bleeding. And that's not like a specter. When you kill a specter, they don't bleed or anything like that. They said these things had a physical form to them. So we learn about the wild hunt and what they actually are. Um, they just, uh, they're elves from another dimension. Yeah, this is sort of why I wanted to get the books. Uh -huh. Because, you know, there's a lot of story in these Witcher games, but what the hell? Space elves? And then apparently a lot of what started in this universe was from something called like the Constellation of the Spheres. So... I'm guessing that is something to do with these multiple dimensions colliding, and that's when monsters started invading. Yeah, monsters all came from the Wild Hunt's world. Yeah, or maybe there's multiple worlds, I don't know. Yeah. And then basically because of these monsters, they set up this whole 
Witcher genetic modification program. Like, I'm hoping the books will give me more of a longitudinal look at this world. Like, I want to know how all these things fit together instead of just the specific politics of this one time period. Right. So, I don't know. Between Space Elves and this event that happened in the past, you know, I, I feel like I need to know more. Yeah. And Letho also talks about his his Witcher Academy or, or Witcher Coven or group or whatever you want to call them. Viper School. The Viper. And uh, I think Geralt's from the Wolf. Yep. And I think there's also a cat and a griffin. Gotcha. And um, that was the, the hopes of him starting the the school of the viper back up was what he the whole reason why he was doing a lot of this stuff um is there anything else i'm missing that we talked about with him i can't think of anything yeah that's most of it oh then, this this is i do remember this is somewhere around this point was where i found your bit and he was like Lying 90% dead on a cart. Oh, wow. Like they were carting him away. And then I, you know, I think I asked Tris to heal him. And she's like, well, you know, he's pretty seriously wounded. This is the kind of healing that would take months and months to do. So they just kind of cart him away. I, I'm guessing maybe back to Bergen. And yeah, so yeah, Yorvith is mostly dead and hopefully going to be recovering over the next months if Trish helps him. Gotcha. I know Roach was beating the shit up, but he was still alive and, and fighting and stuff, and he had the little girl with him. But the uh, the last thing um, that uh, we have a choice to do is either let Letho go, and he says he will never... Look for us, or we will never see him again. Or we finish this and fight once and for all to the death. What did you choose? I let him go. Oh, really? Because throughout everything that happened over the last couple hours of this game, in my opinion, Tamaria is to blame and the mages are to blame, and it's not necessarily him he was the tool he was the knife but you mean Nilfgaard yeah Nilfgaard yeah Tamarian's full test guys yeah so I, I don't know I because of our history and the way the history is revealed between the two of them I felt kind of like I owed him a little bit and uh someday potentially I could call on him if I needed him okay. I needed and uh, that was that's the end. Yeah, it's pretty much the end. Okay. Um, I, I didn't do that. I killed him. I, I that was my thing was that he's working for Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard's a bunch of douchebags. Um, he he basically started this whole thing. He also killed Foltes and tried to pin it on Geralt. Um, he tried to kill a whole bunch of people. And created this whole madness. He's Did he try to 
dependent on Geralt, or was did Geralt just happen to be there and got caught up in it? He may have just been there at the same time. Don't fuck with Geralt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no, it's time. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to hold back. And I was like, me either. A, 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 he's dead. You know, it was, it was pretty easy. <laughs> um, and he, I mean, there's no real major thing. He does kind of nick, uh, Geralt, but then Geralt does the finishing blow, chops him right in the fucking chest. Huh. And he just lays over dead. And then, uh, Geralt and, uh, and Triss walk out of like, look mean together. Yeah, basically they say it's going to be shut down and locked up for a while and they'll come back and rebuild it once they have the time and the resources to do it. Yeah. At the same time, the mages have retreated. And um, I know Letho said that because uh, he was the one that set it up to where she was going to get killed from the teleport device that we saved her from. Yep. And uh, I remember him distinctly saying that you're heartless because what Philippa is going to do to her is going to be far worse than what she would have died from in the teleportation device. Huh. Uh, but um, I said that they'll probably try to bring up the whole re- revolution again. Um, but there are bigger worries to uh, to worry about right now. Uh, because at the very end of the game, after the credits and everything like that, we see a guy out in the woods gathering wood. Hunting a bunny rabbit. Hunt, yeah, hunting rabbits. And uh, he's crossing a bridge and a bunch of soldiers, Nilfgaardian soldiers, rush the bridge and you know, knock the hell out of him. Yeah, my thought was, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Like... He sees them when they're hundreds of yards away. All he had to do is take three steps to the side. And he would not have been trampled near to death. But he just stands there like an idiot and then gets run down by a bunch of horsemen. Yep. But then he eventually gets back up, beaten up all the hell. And he walks back to his village and he notices his village is completely just ransacked. Half of it's on fire. There's a lot of people laying there dead. Other people are sitting over there crying over dead bodies and stuff. People have ravaged this fucking place. And he notices in the background, uh, this is basically where the north and the south intervene. There's like a big river. And he sees an entire fucking Nilfgaardian army coming, coming across the river. And they're coming directly his way. Basically showing that Nilfgaard is now invading the north. Yep. So Letho did his job perfectly. He created a distraction by killing a few kings. As well as helping the mages try to start a revolt. Everybody was all focused on that shit. When from behind them... Here comes an entire army. And that is the end of the game. 
I want to know where in the hell The Witcher 3 starts and what the hell is going on. (laughs) Because I was like, wow, okay, I got to know what happens now because this is nuts. And how do the space elves fit in? Yeah, the space elves because, you know, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt is the name of the name of the game so obviously they're going to explore a lot more about this wild hunt stuff and will 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 the the premonitions that we got in the witcher 1 will they ever be brought back up which premonitions the one where you, you remember alvin the little kid Kind of found yeah. out he was the villain the entire time, but he was doing it so he could protect everybody from this frozen winter that was coming. Yeah. In the future and turning people into monsters. Is this something from the wild hunt? Is the wild hunt going to bring over there? You know, is is this, is this part of their world merging with ours? The end of days for us. Yeah. I'm curious if, if that's ever brought back up. Because he yeah, told because he told us this shit is coming. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with our own eyes. He he fucking t- he, we time traveled to the future and saw what happened, and it was a frozen wasteland. This is fucking crazy. Like looking back at this shit, this is crazy. Anyway, what's your thoughts? I definitely enjoyed it. I'm, I'm definitely glad that we played this. Yeah. Same thing with the first one, but the first one was aggravating in places and it was rough. This one flowed much more easily because nothing was getting in the way because it was on easy. Yeah. To me, chapter two was amazing. And chapters one and three were okay. One one I liked. I, I, I thought that chapter three felt a little bit rushed. Yeah. Chapter three maybe took me five hours, if that. Yeah. I, I would have liked there to be more... Maybe more setup for the mages, because who could really sympathize with them? Aside from maybe saying, "Well, Hensel to Dick, and a lot of the a lot of the kings suck, so maybe the mages are no worse than the kings." Well, that's what Ryan said uh, on the last in four G radio. He said that the Witcher is all about being a monster hunter when all the monsters in the Witcher series. Are actually the people. They're the worst kinds of monsters. Yeah. So. The Witcher is full of horrible people. Yeah that's true. I mean everybody is a dick. In this in this series. Even Geralt's a dick. Yeah they. they like the only people who are like. I think the only people who are actually good hearted people. Is like Zoltan. Like he, he's a, he's a quote unquote good person, a good guy. While Geralt, he's 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 weird. He's like this weird like 
lawful, neutral character. Yeah, he's an unapologetic dick. Yeah. I mean, he, he'll do stuff for good, but at the same time, he does it by his own, like, rules. And then there's, you know, I, I guess Dandelion is a good guy, but he's still... He, he's, he, he's, he, he's a, he's a bullshitter, you know, he, he's a liar and he's, he's, um, he's a rogue basically. Everybody in this series sucks. Yeah. It, it is kind of hard, hard to find somebody to really root for. Like yeah. that's, that's the person I love. Whereas like in. Like in Mass Effect, there were multiple characters that I just adored. Yeah. Morden. Yeah. And was it? Garrus. 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 Yeah. Love those guys. I mean, unapologetically, I would follow those guys around just to hear them, hear their thoughts on the world. Yeah. Like a lot of these people, I don't care about. Even Triss, who my Geralt is in love with Triss. Like I personally don't give two shits about Triss. Yeah. I mean, she she's a dick too. I mean, everybody in this game is, you know. Triss lied to Geralt. Yeah, and there's some still some questions about her involvement in the lodge. Yeah, she's telling me that she wasn't involved, but other people have told me that she was involved, and that she's been playing me the whole time. Do I totally trust her? Absolutely not. Do I even really sympathize? I don't know much about her, to be honest with you. What? Why? What do I care about her for? Uh, loved her in game one and then that carried over to game two and well in game one I have to give it to Shawnee Shawnee seemed like a good character yeah she seemed like a good guy you know she wasn't like a any any type of ambiguous as far as her loyalties and stuff like that so I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, I, I, you could say that makes it more interesting because you don't know who to trust. But at the same time, I don't feel like these games are as open as like a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect. You make choices, but really... I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It, it's a different style completely. So, yeah, I, mean, I feel like... Geralt is very lonely, like because I can't really connect with the characters. Then I assume he's not connecting with anybody really, and I guess there's he's supposed to be that kind of character, so yeah, maybe it makes sense. Yeah, I think Witchers themselves are not supposed to be very compassionate people. Yeah, well, they're, they're certainly endearing themselves. Most people don't like Witchers, and so. oh yeah, everybody hates Witchers. So I don't know. It's it's weird. I you know I I don't I don't know. It's one of those like I'm just not. I don't. Know. I like the, I like the the lore. I like the the world itself. But it's just I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It's it, it's hard to get behind a lot of these characters. Even even Geralt. Yeah. I don't know. It also almost seems a little bit weird that everybody's still such a dick to Geralt after all the things that I've done to help people. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, here comes Geralt of Rivia. 
What does this douchebag want? Yeah, I'll be like, what have you ever done? <laughs> Saving kings, slaying monsters. Wow, they just look at him like he's a freak. Yeah, it's almost like there's a bit of a disconnect. It's like the things that I'm doing are pointless because clearly they're not affecting anybody, barely affecting the world. I mean, I saved Voltus at the end of game one, but that didn't last long. Yeah. Let's see, you know, it's it's weird. It's like um, the the perfect comparison. I I hate doing it with Dragon Age, but I go back to it every time. It's like, you know, the the Witchers are basically the Grey Wardens. Yeah. But if you look at Dragon Age, you know, when you see a Grey Warden come up, everybody's like, oh, shit, here comes a Grey Warden. You know, here comes a champion. Here comes the good guys. The cavalry's here. When they see a Witcher, like, the fuck you doing here? I'm just like, eh. I guess that could work in some ways, but it's just not... Maybe it's cliched to have that, you know, you're going to be the big heroic guy who's going to save the world and everybody's like, yay for you. Yeah, I'm torn. I mean, I don't really mind that. I kind of like the perseverance of a person who is always doing good, but is still shit on left and right. Yeah. Like, why would you keep being a good person? And he's, I mean, he's not really a good, he's not a nice person, but he is on the side of right. He's saving people. So, I mean, from that aspect, I, I do think it's kind of interesting that he would be such an outcast despite all he's done. But, you know, again, he saved Foltest and then Foltest dies. He goes through this whole game trying to hunt Letho. It doesn't really matter if you kill Letho or not. The army is still going to invade. You don't really have any effect on the story, really. Yeah. That's why I said, like, you know... I, I even I think comparing Dragon Age to this is, is kind of an unfair comparison. They're not the same type of game. They're telling a story here. You're not, and you're just a player in it. While in Dragon Age, you're you're telling the story. And I'm totally okay with that. I you know I almost prefer the the tightness that you can get in a story when it is just a story. You know, when you tell your own story, you have more involvement in it, but by its very nature, you can't control the story as well. But, you know, I don't know, I'm struggling to see really what the point of this story was. I guess I just failed. So, the, I guess the world is happening, and I'm not... You know, what I've done doesn't really affect it. Yeah. Not that I want to change the story, but it doesn't seem like it matters whether Geralt was alive or not. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe that's, uh, you know, at the, at the same time, I'm like, maybe that's more sincere. That you're playing this every guy who's just in this, you know. Things are going to happen, doesn't matter what he does, but you have to see what happens with him. Or maybe this is all just because it's the middle chapter. You know, if the, if the next game picks up essentially right after this game and it is the big finale, essentially, 
in all, all of the mysteries of Geralt's past and how they tied everything here, and that's all revealed, then I think that would wash away some of my unsatisfaction with this game. Right. I think they need to establish some characters better in three. Like, just have characters that people give a shit about. Because I just, like, I don't, I like, Geralt is, is hard to care about because of just how kind of, like, blank slate he really is. You yeah. Know, it's, it's hard to root for somebody who has no personality. And his two best friends are Dandelion and Zoltan. Yeah. And I, I don't really care about either of them. To be honest, I mean, I hope they live, I guess, but that's why I almost cared more for Letho than I did for these guys, because at least Letho and I have a history. I know what he's done for me. That's why I let him live in the end. Because hmm. at, least, at least I owe him something. Dandelion and Zoltan are just two more people in my life. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, though. I'm I'm ready to go. I have I own The Witcher 3. I have the newest patch. I have all the DLC. I even have the Hearts of Storm or Hearts of Storm, the Hearts of Stone installed. I am ready to go. Unfortunately, I will not be touching that game for probably a month. Yeah. Cuz we're playing another game. I got to devote my time to that. But that's it for The Witcher. I don't want to end it on a down note, though. Okay. Because I did enjoy the game. I did, I did enjoy too. playing through it. And, you know, something I said in the other episodes, I do still really like the way the quests are structured in this game. Yeah. I like the the ease of picking a side quest, doing a side quest, coming back to a main quest. Knowing when I'm doing what, doing I could do them in, right, in sort of the right order. Whereas, despite my best efforts in the last Dragon Age, I couldn't do things in the right order. I was basically doing all the quests in an area, regardless of whether they were individual quests. Like I was playing like part two of one quest, part one of one quest, part six of another quest. Yeah, just doing them in that order, which made no sense at all story wise. So my progression through the story and through the quests, I enjoyed much more. Here than in Dragon Age. I um, I don't think I'm not really down on The Witcher Two. I think part of the issue I have was like it was it was I I Taylor made a little bit of a disappointment to me because of how I played the game. Yeah, you, know, you do all the leveling, all the ability unlocks that would have been fun. I took out the RPG of this RPG. For because I didn't need it, because easy is easy. I know that's my own damn fault. But at the same time, I'm just like, this game is just way too fucking hard to do that stuff. You know, I I got legitimately pissed off playing on normal, and and had to bump it down. I mean, I could have I could have probably raised it up after I leveled up some, but I was just like ah. I don't want to just go through that crap again, you know? 
but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, sure. There's some down parts to this game, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, you know, I had fun with it. I liked the story. You know, I think that cliffhanger ending's pretty good. You know, some of the revelations are really well done. And, you know, I, I'm like, after seeing that ending, I was like, yes, I totally want to see what happens in the Witcher three. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I don't want to leave on a down note either. I mean, I did have my issues with the game, but it, you know, I mean, uh, overall, I still enjoyed it. And I do also want to replay this at some point. I would like to play it on normal and I would like to play to see what happens if I pick Roach. Right. I mean, I, I kind of know now since we've talked through it, but. I'd still like to see it unfold and sort of see the gaps that I had in my story get filled in in your story. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how, how they did that. I mean, it's, it's crazy that that's, that's kind of nuts that they have parts of this game that you wouldn't see unless you chose something else like full on areas and stuff. And parts of the story. Like, I never met Philip. I don't even know what she looks like. And, the, you know, the, the, the fact that Saskia is, was the dragon. No, yeah. I, I had no idea. I had I no idea. This, but Radovid, when he had her in that dungeon, he came down and gouged her eyes out. Jesus. Yeah. So she's blind now? Yeah, she has zero, she doesn't even have eyeballs in her head anymore. She's got blood running down both of her cheeks and uh, is really angry. So she's like stumbling around outside, obviously can't see anything. And Fuck. some guards see her and they like freeze because they don't want to draw any attention to themselves. And then like a, I think a rat went by and she like burned it alive and then they gasped. So she burned them alive. So could the dragon see when you were fighting it? The dragon could, because the dra- no, because Philippa was only controlling the dragon. It was Saskia that was the dragon. Saskia still has her eyeballs. Oh, Philippa doesn't have eyeballs. Yeah. Oh. Fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to her though. I think she's still alive. She, yeah, she she escaped apparently. At least that's what Letho said. He said all the mages are convening somewhere else now. Yeah, so again, as much as I I wanted a bit more build-up to the mage aspect of this story, if they come back in three, that's also going to make this way better. Yeah. Like, I would love to see her with, I don't know, I guess she wouldn't still have blood on her cheeks, but, you know, the bloody trail, like, tattooed down her cheeks. would be <laughs> scary as fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the... the this game will be affected on how everything is paid off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm sort of in the middle on this game and then I'll be pushed either higher or lower depending on how three ties in with it. Yeah. But we'll get to see. So I'm excited to get into the Witcher three, but like I said, it's, it's going to be a little while because I'm playing, I'm playing review games plus, we're starting our next series, which we can talk about. We are going to be playing through Persona it's Four. So short. What's that now? It's basically a one-off. It's so short. Oh yeah, totally. It's going to be nuts. I'm just letting you know now. I mean, you, you, we, you know, we did Persona Three back in the day, and that was like one of the longest series we ever did. Yeah, I think 
I don't remember my time, but I have the number 66 hours in my head. Yeah. But this is Xeno Gear level. This is going to be long. But yeah, we're playing through Persona 4 Golden on the uh, on the next uh, series, starting next week, actually. Um, actually, I take that back. It probably won't be next week. Because if we're recording on a weekend, we may not have an episode next week. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, due to some scheduling conflicts where we have to wait till Saturdays to record. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait till the weekends to record because we're gonna have Sophie with us, and um, she's uh, you know, it's, she's obviously five hours ahead of us, six for Matt, so we can't have her record at two o'clock in the morning for her. So we're gonna have to rearrange our scheduling. So we may not have an episode. In fact, I, I can go ahead and just say we're not gonna have an episode this Friday. <laughs> But we will have one essentially every week after that. Yes, yes. For quite a few weeks. Yeah. Persona 4 is not a short game by any means. I have played it before, and from what I understand, Golden is longer. So. But yeah, we're going to play Persona 4 um, and um, talk about that game. One of the... I've always said it's one of the best uh, role-playing games that's ever been made, and I still stick by that. Yep. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know that there's going to be a good amount of people actually playing along with us. I know uh, Jamie is, and um, I think even John is. John Whitehouse. See, he texted me yesterday um, about it, saying, hey, I'm going to play through it with you guys. So, so that'll be fun. Um, too early to talk about what we're going to play next? No, if you want to talk about it. I don't know exactly, but I was thinking that I... I don't know what your stance is on Zelda. But I kind of don't want to play Zelda. I don't know what it is. Like, Period. Here's the thing. I feel like I've gotten all I need to get out of Zelda by the hours I've put into the Zelda games. Uh-huh. Here, here's my rationale, and maybe this is not an accurate assessment, but nobody says, man, that Zelda game had such a great story. No. Zelda is not known for a story. Zelda is known for its dungeons, its boss fights, and its puzzles in the dungeons. So I kind of feel like if that's what I want to get, I would almost rather play Darksiders. Or what was that one that came out a couple years ago? Like 3D Game Hero or 3D Dot Game Heroes? I feel like I already got my Zelda out of that game. Well, yeah. I mean, there is some story in Zelda, but I mean, it's you're the hero of time. And there's a Princess Zelda, and Ganondorf usually is trying to take over Hyrule. And, you know. Because here's what I'm thinking. I've been looking at a bunch of, you know, since this is the year of the RPG, I've been looking at a bunch of, like, best RPGs of all time lists. Uh Uh-huh. 
there's a couple of games on there that I've never played, and I'm far more interested in seeing what they're like. Okay. Than I am a Zelda game, which you know, because I've played a lot of, a little bit of a lot of Zelda games. Okay. And maybe that's not doing them justice, but I've played zero of a lot of the other games on this best RPGs of all time list, so I'm not doing them justice either. <laughs> Um, but but there's two that I wanted to throw out there. We don't have to do them, and we certainly don't have to do them soon. But there's one that surprises me that seems to be on most of these lists. Uh-huh. Planescape Torment. Uh, yeah, Planescape Torment is a pretty good game. It's kind of like um, it's made by the same guys that did um, uh, you know, like the uh, not Champions North uh, um. It's not, yeah, well, it's not. It's not. Baldur's Gate was made by Bioware. Was it? Was that? It, it's not made by Bioware, is it? Uh, I do not know. Um, but it's in the same vein as that. Hang on a second here. I gotta find it. Landscape Torment, Black Isle Studios, uh, published by Interplay. So, um, when I look at the game, it doesn't necessarily scream, you need to play this, but everybody seems to keep saying it's on It's on so many of these lists. That- I It's been a long time. I remember playing some of it. I don't think I ever play, like beat any of them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, these guys developed Fallout 2, uh, Icewind Dale, uh, Boulder's Gate, Dark Alliance 2. Um, so these guys, yeah, these guys have done some RPGs before. They do the whole isometric turn-based kind of deal. So like Icewind Dale is in kind of the same vein as Boulder's Gate and stuff like that. Um, they help publish Boulder's Gate. They publish Boulder's Gate and Boulder's Gate 2. Uh, but they, they actually developed Planescape Torment. They developed Fallout 2. And then the Icewind Dell series. But yeah, I've, um, like I said, it's been a very, very long time since I've played, uh, Planescape Torment. It's, it's set in Dungeons and Dragons universe. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the, um, uh, multiverses, I believe. And, uh, I remember it having a lot of comedy involved. Comedy? That's not what I get from these pictures. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, he has like a skeleton buddy who uh, makes fun of him all the time. <laughs> um, and the whole like I think like dying and uh, resurrecting and stuff like that. Let's see here. Player takes the role of the nameless one, an immortal being on a quest to learn why he cannot die. But yeah, Planescape Torment, I, I do remember that one. And the other one was maybe a more common game, but just Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Because I always hear of Kefka being a great bad guy. Uh, Yeah, Kefka is... Wait, go ahead now, say it again. Just, I don't know anything about him. I've never played six. You know, I didn't really didn't really come to RPGs or specifically Final Fantasy until 7, which, you know, a lot of people might fall into that same category, but 
Um, yeah. You know, good, really good things about six. Now, uh, I'm not saying we should play these two games, but I'd be I would much rather play either of these games than a Zelda game. And okay. I don't know why. Um, the Final Fantasy VI is a fantastic game. Uh, Kefka is a fantastic villain. Um, like I don't want to spoil anything since you've never played them before, or since you never played that game before. Um, uh, it, it's weird. Like, there's a lot of people out there who love Final Fantasy VI. Like, that's their favorite. You know, a lot of people love Final Fantasy VII. Other people love Final Fantasy IV. Um, those are like the big ones. Uh, my, I mean, I, I'll always love Final Fantasy VII. Uh, six would probably be my, like, I, I love like four, Final Fantasy IV, um, more than I do six. Mm. Uh, that's just me though. Um, because I like, uh, I like Cecil. Cecil and Kane were both, uh, great characters in, uh, Final Fantasy IV. But, um, yeah, I mean, we can, we can definitely do that. I mean, we, I, uh, I, I know I suggested playing Final Fantasy, uh, 12. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do 12. That's one I've started, but never finished. I've never played that game. That's the only Final Fantasy game I've never played. And up until like a few years ago, working for the website, I had never seen a screenshot of that game. It's apparently set in the Final Fantasy Tactics universe. From what I understand. I hear it's a very political game. Yeah, from what I remember. So um, that, that's that's one of them that I would like to do. Yeah, I would. I would love to do that as well. But yeah, um, if you wanted to, we, I mean, we can, we can, we can definitely try out some of these games. You know, I don't know where I could get a copy of Planescape Torment. Uh, apparently, GOG has it for like three dollars. Okay, gotcha. Um, there, uh, I want to try it. This, this is one that I do want to do. Um, I, I really want to try to play Earthbound. Yeah. I would love to play that too. I think I had that on our original list. Yeah. Long ago. Yeah, you do. Um, I own it. I have it on my Wii U. And uh, that is a game that I have never played. Um, but I've always heard great things about it. So yeah, I would I love to do that one. kind of want to play that game. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this is stuff to throw around. And like I said, anybody who's listening... You guys can make suggestions to us. Give us some of your favorite RPGs that we can play. Um, you know, they can be as obscure as possible or they can be, you know, um, well-known titles. We'll always give them a shot or put them in consideration, I guess. Um, and you, if you want to send those suggestions, you can do it through email. Uh, it's uh, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury and Matt is at REMGS. And, uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, but yeah, suggest some RPGs to us. They can be JRPGs, action RPGs, you know, Western RPGs, however you want to do it. 
Um, I know we farted around with the, the idea of doing uh, Diablo 2. Yeah, Diablo 2 has been mentioned. The Trails, one of the Trails games. Yeah, Trails of Cold Steel, I, I kind of want to do. I, I, have yeah. a, I have a feeling that's probably solidified right now. I don't know when. It doesn't have to be soon, but kind of want to do that one. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know. I, like we, we've we've flirted with the idea of either Amalor or Dragon's Dogma, uh, both of which I have played a lot of, but have never finished. Both of which are very long games. I have a feeling the like we may only do like a series of maybe seven games because of how long these games are going to be. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Who knows? And plus, eventually, I I do want to have just a nice big sit down chat with you about The Witcher Three. You know, no, no, no series or anything like that. Just have one day we sit down and just like, hey, let's talk about The Witcher Three and what we thought about it. Yeah, just just to finish it up. So, but yeah, um, the the other the, there there another game that I would like to to suggest because um I just recently played one of the another game in the series um uh, Mario and Luigi uh. Bowser's Inside Story. I have it. I've had it on our list for a long time, um, but I just recently played Mario and Luigi uh, Paper Jam for review, and it reminded me how much I liked Inside Bowser, Bowser's Inside Story. Mm. Um, it was actually a really good game, but uh, you know that's a that's another RPG that we could play. I know we just we we did what last year we did uh, Mario RPG. And these yeah. these are kind of in the same vein. Yeah, fun change up on the Mario formula for sure. Yeah, uh, along Pac- those lines, uh, someday I would love to do the the Sonic RPG, Dark Brotherhood. The dark, yeah, Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, I remember that. That's a good one. Yeah, we could we could definitely try that one too. Now, there's a lot. There's a lot to try out here. Yeah, there's a lot of RPGs out there. Oh yeah. I've never and, played Bravely Default. <laughs> yeah, me either. I have it. I have it too. We may just need to do that. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be nuts. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll end it there, though. I appreciate everybody listening. The year of the RPG has just begun. Yeah, buckle uh, up. Yeah, yeah, for real. This next series is going to be nuts. So, um... Yeah, Persona 4, man. Whew. But yeah, we'll be back. Uh, not next week. We're going to take a week off just because if need be, go listen to Thunder in a Paradise. We already got episode two up. I am going to be working on episode three. Hopefully that will be up sometime either next week or the week after. So we're going to have that. Uh, yeah, that's a nice two hour long podcast of me playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. So. Give that a listen. Um, But yeah, that's it for us. Uh, Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. I hope you guys have a great one. And uh, we'll be back with the beginning of Persona 4. Bye.